0: Hello, and welcome to this third edition of Fluency Securities, Beers and Bytes. Today's host, Chris Jordan of Fluency and Jeremy Murdershaw from Fortify 24x7. Today, we bring you a very special guest, Ohad Zeitenberg, who is a founder, co-founder, if you will, of the CTI League. That's the Cyber Threat Intelligence League. Now, this is a conglomerate of folks from around the world who are specialists who put together a very special capability that's not for profit to go out and initially help healthcare institutions around the world deal with these attacks, cyber attacks that are coming in. They bring a collective intelligence that really is unsurmountable in terms of what it offers to the clients. Today's discussion is robust and I'm hoping that you'll spend the time and listen to it. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. So welcome to Years and Bytes, uh, episode four. Uh, myself is Chris Jordan, uh, CEO of Fluency, and we got Jerry Mur- Jerry, Jeremy Murtishaw. If I can ever get his name right, four year, four weeks in a row, I can't <laughs> ever do it. Um, from Fortify, twenty four seven, awesome. And uh, we're here today with uh, we had uh, Zeitenberg from uh, what is it? CTI is that the CTI. Effect?
2: Yeah, CTI League, um, day job at Clear Sky Cybersecurity, but now we are here to talk about um, the, the group, the community uh, that I founded with my friends, uh, the CTI League.
1: Excellent. excellent,
2: excellent.
1: We're going to sit here and powwow. Now, I don't know if Jeremy t- gave you the hint that we're going to be drinking beer while we have this discussion. This is how we, we lengthen and understand how long. So today I brought the, uh, the Fear the Movie Lions, back to the screen
0: right
1: um, it's my last of my four that i have before i have to break quarantine to get more beer for that particular one now, i do have my backup beer my hazy little thing actually
2: in israel me. this is a uh, passover time so uh, we can't drink a beer by, by religion I have extra beer
1: for you I'll,
2: I'll so i i have yeah. drink a beer for me and i have uh, my tea <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and today I'm I'm drinking the uh, Elysian uh, Contact Haze. Oh, which is uh a delicious hazy IPA.
0: Nice. Nice. I think it's good. now
3: what do you have? Diet Coke?
0: Well, no, uh, I've actually brought my old standby cuz I have not been able to get out to the stores yet.
3: And no, I don't have
0: the ability to do online shopping and have it delivered because I live remote in the middle of nowhere.
3: Well, awesome. Social distancing is easy for you then.
0: That's right. <laughs> for so many reasons. We will go and still people. say cheers.
3: Cheers. Cheers. Cheers,
0: guys. Ah. So. Nice. Um, so when we talk about CTI guys that's that's the cyber threat intelligence league right that's what CTI yes cyber threat for. intelligence so,
3: do so you want I to- why don't you give us some information about your background and, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good and let's talk let's okay. Start there so uh on the last uh, three
2: years uh, and this is something that I'm keep doing um I'm work for a company named uh, clear Sky Cybersecurity here in Israel, and my first mission and my uh, current goal is to monitor um, the Iranian threats uh, worldwide. Um, the Iranian threats in the cyber domain. What we are, what we do in the company is to identify and investigate and then mitigate um, attacks uh, executed by Iran. Um, and since the Corona crisis uh, came out, I decided to do. Um, another project. Um, by day, I'm uh, investigate for clear sky, and by night, I'm doing the CTI league. Um, CTI league is a community of uh, cyber threat intelligence experts from all around the world, and we gather um, to basically neutralize every threat uh, that we identify that's relevant um, to the current pandemic. Um, in in the last month uh, that we exist we found really nice thing and uh, this is what i'm doing mostly today uh, um, mostly uh, most of the day i'm doing a uh, clear sky and uh, at night i'm uh, doing uh, this big uh, like, and that's a that's a good
0: so, the worldwide community right the,
2: the This community. is a worldwide community yes we have uh, yeah. representative from 76 countries From 22 time zones, I actually checked what are uh, the last two time zones that we need. So it's in the middle of the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans, um, some uh, islands from there. Um, But we have 22 time zones, 76 uh, countries, more than 1,300 representatives and uh, experts that joined our effort. And this is something that I found really amazing, especially for me as an Israeli. Um, My co-founders are from uh, the U.S., but for me as an Israeli to see so many countries that I would never uh, be able to reach for, um, such as countries in the Middle East, uh, joining our uh, efforts to fight together with the threats uh, of the coronavirus, the current pandemic uh, in the cyber domain. This is something really amazing.
3: So for those who are less familiar with the space, what is cyber threat intelligence? What does that mean? Cyber threat intelligence can be a lot
2: of, uh, can have a lot of meanings. The first one is basically every people, every, we are looking for the experts that investigate daily basis, um, threats in the cyber domain. It can be, for example, phishing attacks. It can be a DDoS attack. It can be ransomware. It can be a malicious activity within the cyber domain like disinformation. And we are looking for the people that investigated daily basis or have some tools that they can share. Uh, we have a lot of uh, development uh, people that are doing an amazing uh, job with developing yeah. bots and stuff. Uh, and in the league, we are uh, center of all of these people. We can share information. We can... Um, Take, do some uh, escalating um, in three different ways. We can do takedowns, we can do triage, and we can do um, some law enforcement um, reporting and escalation. And basically, this is a co- cooperative of people within the group um, that want to do some good in this horrible time. Uh, there are a lot of criminals, for example, there are a lot of hackers that uh, exploit this current pandemic, to do some horrifying things and we believe that if we will be able to stop um with the knowledge of the people within the group with the experts of people in cyber uh, domain we believe that we can save life um with, with the protection that we will supply and with supplying uh these days to the medical sector
0: yeah, that that's awesome this is
2: kind
3: of well now sorry i
0: was gonna say it, we, it, it... To some degree, we have the uh, here in the states. We have the FBI InfraGuard community to which I'm a part of. If mm-hmm. you're familiar with that, right? And part of that is to share some of that that threat analysis and stuff, but not to the degree that you guys do. And what's interesting is that you are also doing this as not as not for profit. This is again yes. to the worldwide community.
2: This is something that all of the managers um, agreed to. We don't want to gain any profit um, from this community. This community is for the people of the world. Um, all of the efforts are people that uh, volunteered, for, that gave um, a lot of time, that gave a lot of time um, and their tools and their abilities for uh, the medical sector worldwide. We're accepting a lot of people from many countries, some of the countries that people never heard about. Um, and this is something really amazing because people believe in good people doing something from their goodwill and I find it very amazing. People told me at the beginning of the process that it wouldn't uh, succeed because the globalization process, um, was over basically. And we proof that it's not wrong, that people want to share time, knowledge, expertise, Um, abilities to to do some good, to develop uh, tools, for example, for the medical sector so we can protect them. This is based on volunteering.
0: Jeremy, your your audio is off.
3: Let's try that again.
0: This is a comedy release. the
3: uh so I was just saying aside from being like a medical professional like like a doctor or a nurse, us people who are in the the cyber community don't mm-hmm. you know don't have that skill, and this is a way for us nerds to leverage our skill set to protect what, the first responders right well, which that's is an important I, thing to do that's what I wanted to say I wanted to say that I'm a bit
2: of uh, kind of a nerd and I really like a uh, comics book and my favorite comics is Watchmen and in Watchmen there is Mm -hmm. like quote of uh, Rorschach that says who watched the Watchmen? Um, So we are the people that watch the Watchmen Uh, in the uh, in COVID-CTI League we are protecting the uh, medical sector and the medical sector if they can be safe and sound and can help um, people and saving life and we will protect the hospital so it won't get hurt by some ransomware and if it would get out from ransomware, we will be able to do the whole incident response process, for example. If we will be able to take down malicious activities from the internet or to protect some country that were attacked by DDoS attacks, something that really happened in the group or if there is some um, leveraging of legitimate uh, services uh, for attacks, so we will be able to Um, give all the efforts of the medical sector only for saving life. And this is our main goal uh, these days.
3: It definitely is uh, the coming together of the community, the human spirit, really just working overtime to help each other out, which is fantastic.
0: Now, do you produce any type of a reference list that uh, potential people who've been impacted could go reference and see the steps necessary for remediation Or is that something that they have to engage and say, I need your help to remediate uh, this this threat? So we offer um, all the
2: services depends on the medical sector or um, any relevant company, some uh, critical infrastructure, uh, for example. We basically say to them, if you want any help, just tell us how do you want uh, our help? The first thing that we did is to publish some services, and we keep updating it daily basis in our website. Encourage the people that uh, listen to us uh, to enter our website to search it uh, under the line services, and they can see what we are doing now in the comp- in the uh, I'm sorry in the uh, league. Um, and another thing that we did is to open a GitHub for public um, block list and allow list um, that anyone can get in take all the IOCs, block the relevant one, um, and protect themselves. We're doing some integrations uh, for the law enforcement, including CERTs and CISAs and other uh, agencies from all around the world, uh, just to share with them information. Daily basis, we're identifying a lot of uh, vulnerabilities in medical facilities that we share with the medical sectors. Um, so the next few days, we're going to publish uh, a report that summarizes a lot of the efforts that we did only in a month. And we hope that uh, in the next few months, we will be able to expand ourselves to give more services pro bono for the medical sector, for the people that watch us. I encourage people to uh, watch in our website,
0: uh, the service list. That's awesome. That That is awesome.
1: So, you're maintaining a relationship with First.org, or did you feel that First wasn't doing enough? You know, if you think about worldwide responses and incident response, you 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 have to think of First, right? But obviously, you guys have gone way beyond that. I mean, the, I don't remember First trying to establish tool bases and services and all this stuff. I mean,
2: the, so we work with First also. We work with a, a lot of people that I. One month ago, I I wouldn't imagine um, if someone will tell me that uh, I'm going to talk with so many people, so many important people from all around the world, I would say um, this is a joke, I I won't do it. But now um, we are working together with anyone that can help the medical sector. If MISP is needed and working on integration uh, directly to MISP. So this is something that we do. If someone call us, for example, some uh, medical uh, cyber uh, company that call us and say, hey, this is the services I have. This is the indicators I can share. There are a lot of uh, streaming that goes into uh, the CTI League uh, app, and we can share this very fast, to analyze it very fast with the power of the community, um, and we work with anyone that wants to help. We are really open for anyone uh, that they want to help us. This is a joint effort of the world against the the criminals Right. So
1: you brought you know brought up an interesting piece. So early on you talked about the actions you would take, law enforcement Mm -hmm. uh, takedowns, and and to me that's almost like more of the offensive side, right? That I'm going to stop these people from even existing or getting into the network to cause the problems. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But we can we can
2: we can divide our activities uh, for uh, a few sections. The first one is cyber threat intelligence community of sharing. We are sharing, we are a center um, of information. This is a place that uh, basically a clear out, clearinghouse of data. Uh, people join the league and they can share information, they can share their feeds, their, uh, their uh, IOCs that they identify, they, they think uh, the medical sector should know. The first thing that we can reach with it is to expand the knowledge of the CTI experts and the CERTS and the CISAs of formal around the world against current threat regarding um, the current pandemic threats, I mean, in the cyber domain. The next thing that we do uh, with this uh, uh, community of sharing, that call it, is to share this information with the important, uh, with the relevant, a, a clients let's call it like that which is the medical sector and we shared a public release public repository in our github that anyone can reach mm-hmm. the next thing we do is cyber new, cyber attack neutral neutralization um, in which i told you uh, they take down the triage and the law enforcement agencies escalation process we're okay. doing some malware analysis uh, we're doing support from the medical sector whether it's support against an attack, support with uh, infrastructure, for example, support. I I don't know how to do something like that, and we uh, supply incident response services, and we um, do some disinformation project. This is really interesting to see um, our joint efforts of CTI league experts and some people that really experts in the disinformation domain um, join together and work against, against uh, threats in the disinformation. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we do in the league is to expand the league itself. The league is a community. So people from the league can develop tools, they can develop services, and we're getting bigger daily basis.
1: Okay, so go back to a second, because you, you brought up, <coughs> right? So IOCs, they've been the bread and butter so in the united states mm-hmm. there's like three companies threat quotient threat connect and uh, anomaly right really onto the threat analysis platform the ability to, to share data normalize threat mm-hmm. information and distribute it to companies um i mean is there a particular format that you keep your IoCs in like you are you sticks taxi kind of look or are you just a straight-up database or are you just a repository of documents
2: let, let's divide it uh, into two, into some sections. The first section is IOCs that we prioritize to the medical sector with the triage process. The next thing is IOCs that we verified, we vetted, and we want to pu- publish with the medical sector that are our clients right now. Um, by clients, I mean people that we give the information, but we don't uh, get paid by anyone mm-hmm. right now. So we have our own GitHub. We have public GitHub for anyone that basically we're serving uh, support for the medical sector right now. Um, IOCs, for example, is one of the supports that we can share with the medical sector. In a survey that I did here in Israel, I talked with some uh, CISOs of uh, hospitals, and they told me, I don't know how to uh, integrate to MISP. So we invented um, a GitHub repository that can, they can take the block list from them, the allow list, and put it in their steam. So this is a really interesting project. The next thing we do is have the streaming. People can share information within the group, investigate it, and then if we need additional steps, for example, to, that we call it a cyber, secure, cyber attack neutralizing, we can do it within the league also. Um, so the first thing is to create this database of vetted IOCs for the medical sector. And the second thing is to do the next step with triaging or takedowning or escalation uh, to the law enforcement agencies.
1: So, the,
3: so how, how do you, when you say you have a membership with 70 something company or countries and, and, uh, and, and 1,300 volunteers, how do you screen the individuals to determine whether or not they are which side of the fence they are? Are they, are they the good guys or are they the bad guys? How are you making that determination? So this is a really good,
2: great question because this is something that's really important to us. And the managers, uh, I just want to mention the managers uh, that we work with me in the projects. It's Chris Miles, Nate Warfield, and Mark Rogers uh, that work with me on the projects. So we have the process um, of adding new members. The process includes uh, a lot of uh, validation, a, a validation process that we do. The first thing we do is to check whether the guy is a real person or not. The other thing is to ask, to explore about uh, the person that we want to add. We do it for any volunteers that we add. We do all the process uh, from the beginning. And we hope that we believe that, people, um, that the people that we added to the group are the good people. However, um, if we will discover someone that is behave, not according to the code of conduct, um, not according to our rules or doing some malicious activity with the information, some, for example, PT, we will try to do PT for a company that he uh, identified the vulnerability in um, and with this information to to do the uh, pen testing attack. So we have zero tolerance uh, policy. We will delete he, this guy, and we'll delete anything that is in touch with the guy, the people uh, that vouched for the guy, uh, we will remove it also. We have really uh, strong end, uh, against uh, people that behave and use the information or to commercial uh, to gain commercial profit or use it to do some malicious activity. It doesn't matter if this is a criminal or some other guy that want to leverage the information that we share for free uh, for the good people um, to do it something malicious with it. And we keep checking the people in the league all the time.
1: Interesting. So it's not just you're, you're checking people for poisoning, you're checking them to see if they're trying to profit or rewrap your services so they can benefit from it, like re- enrich themselves.
2: Definitely. Okay. This community based based on trust. We need the people. Um there are one thousand three hundred people within the league that believe in me and in my team, um, in Chris, in Mark, in Nate. They believe in the fourth of us and the four of us need to work together to prevent any using of this information for malicious purposes. Malicious purposes is to take someone Some IOCs, for example, that people share because they wanted to do some good and to gain profit with it. Malicious activity can also be to take this information and to learn how to avoid uh, antivirus, for example, to avoid some uh, some motives uh, or some uh, uh, machines that identify threats. So uh, another question then, when you...
0: When you go through and, and, and do this analysis and work, do you find that some products there on the market are very weak in what they do versus what they advertise, and do you make people aware that maybe they may not have the most strongest cl- uh, solution out there we don't we don't do we don't
2: do the, the, this kind of uh, this kind of services we don't check um, the level of um the level of secure of the system that uh, the tra- the medical sector use however we try to find for example vulnerabilities within the uh, the servers that are exist and if we will find some uh, for example vulnerability in big hospital in new york city for example and we will report the hospital and the hospital will be able to patch this vulnerability and we do it daily basis really quickly actually um So we will be able to prevent the next ransomware attack and the money that can go to the hacker after it attacked by ransomware can go for um, some machines that will save lives. So this is what basically we do. We don't do the survey of uh, levels of protection within um, the system that the the medical sector uses, but we can supply um, some services, some uh, infrastructure services for the medical sector, for example, if some medical sector need our explanation, um, some medical organization need our explanation how to um, use systems, so we can give uh, like you bigger uh, uh, highlights of this is what you need to do with our information.
0: Yeah, and again, my my question only came from a sense of if if you go help an organization and you find they've got a big hole and you're helping them put. A- a band-aid on that versus helping them understand why they got that hole there and how they can help solve and close that gap for that hole that that was really the perspective of the question Mm -hmm. this is something actually really
2: interesting and i will check it out Uh, we have connections with a lot of uh, medical organization like formal connection direct connection or indirect connection with for example a dessert of uh in israel where in connection uh, with the National CERT of Israel, with the National Cyber Authority. And with them, uh, we reach to the uh, Elt Ministry of Israel. For example, this is some uh, example. So we talk with all the people all the time. And if someone needs our explanation of how to do things right, so we are here uh, for helping them too. For now, we don't do surveys of um, the level of protection. Okay. We just supply the raw information this is the vulnerabilities that you have within your servers, you need to patch it very, very fast. Um, for example, if someone, we identified a lot of uh, Citrix inform, uh, Citrix uh, CVEs. So after we um, alert the medical organization, I hope the medical organization will try to find some other CVEs or some vulnerable uh, services within this company. So very I want to ask a key
1: question, but before I do that, go ahead, um... What is the best thing? So we, 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 as we get gain an audience, I mean, a CISO, a CEO, what's the best way to listen to this organization? In other words, should they be a member of the league or is there like listen to your local first organization or look into your cert? What's the best way to get alerts about what they should be it doing de- to sector
2: network? It depends. It depends by the medical organization and they can choose whatever they want and we will do our best to help them the way they, they wanted. If they want to talk with us directly, our uh, emails are in the uh, website. They can look in yeah, our like website, CTI link. Is there a
1: good Twitter C- feed or some other place to listen to you? We have,
2: we have also Twitter. We have also Twitter. We don't really use it. Uh, mostly um, it's via our, our website. So we keep updating um, in our website and you can find all the managers uh, too in our website to DM us or DM uh, Inbox is open. Another thing that they can do is to talk with the national cert of this country and enter as a participant, as a member of the league, or just a cert um, via They can do whatever they want, and we will be able to help them the way they want it. If, for example, I'll get an email from a medical organization in some European country, and they say, hey, we don't have the ability to take part in the league but mm-hmm. we want to receive your uh, uh, data that can help us via our national cert. So we will find the best way to talk with the CERT in the country to offer them to join the league um, yeah, or yes, to be so part of it.
1: So you're opening the door to the CERTs to work. And, and that's a good idea. I mean, you can only take so many different information feeds in your life, right? I, mm-hmm. So that's so interesting. Now, Jeremy, before I switch, because... I really want to geek out. So, so obviously, oh, I've seen a bunch of other tools out there, right? I, I saw one piece that was almost like someone who was using Wireshark to evaluate stuff. I mean, you're, you're going now. How long have you been doing this? How many bumps? Excuse oh. me. So when did you the run? the
3: league has been around for one month, but oh, CT yeah. yeah.
1: All right, so. So I was, I was really interested from a geek perspective of, like, what tools are you seeing out there? By the way, Jeremy, I'm switching over my second beer already. I know it's 9 a.m. there, so, so, so you could probably have some eggs with yours. <laughs> but you're on mute again. Are you, are you on mute because your dogs are barking?
3: Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, not interrupt the, the flow of the conversation with bark, bark, bark. In fact, one of them needs to go out. Maybe we can take All a TV timeout here for a second.
2: Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> <Time out. laughs> I entered my dog um, he's underneath my, my legs right now. He's <laughs> found really, he found a really nice place um to, to lay down. I put it his bed so he can like uh, oh. chill. And I don't have place to put my leg off. I need to walk like that. That's I nice. <laughs> think
1: more people are having dogs at home in the United States they're running out of animals in the pet shelters and the the, the rescue shelters because so many people want animals now, right? They're home. They can take care of Mm -hmm. it. I mean, you had the guilt of going off to work and not being able to take care of an animal. Now you can,
2: right? Actually, to have a dog right now, this is the amazing thing because you switch places. The dog now is taking you out and not you take the dog (laughs) out. Um, You just need to come to your dog and say, hey, please, please, let's go out. We, We are allowed to go out only with you um so please let's go out do you need to pee so really nice uh, that's an interesting insight <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: uh well uh, you're back in just in time we we're just talking about dogs um so i have I, I did my
3: part to help empty the shelters i have five of them so
1: yeah i, I, need to get I, my, those. I always want one my wife doesn't want to have one <laughs> That's a different story. All yeah, right. I, yeah. <laughs> I,
3: it's part of our it's part of our security system, right? We have you know we, you know, we have, you have cameras, you know, I have all those things. But I've got 400 pounds of teeth who will rip your face off if you come through our door. So
1: all right, I won't. That's to, just, you know. you don't have to tell
3: me twice. <laughs> so all right, uh, back, back at it.
1: Back back at it. I was really interested because like I saw some Wireshark, I saw some other techniques. I mean, one thing is to define, I don't want to call it the hacker industry because, I mean, DEF CON and Black Hat and and, uh, CANSEC, uh, shouts to Dragos, is that it's always been about getting tools out to everybody, right? It's been Mm -hmm. a fascinating industry in the sense that uh, in the old days, calls for papers always used to come with a tool, right? Nowadays, like it's a very interesting thing because you're talking about being a non-for-profit and keeping people from making money. Right. Mm-hmm. And most people today complain about the fact that you go to DEF CON or you go to, to, to uh, RSA and it's all about people selling products, right? You're no longer going to a pitch of somebody who really loves security. You're going to a pitch of a, of a marketing guy that wants to tell you why they're why to buy the product. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so you're, you're there, you're, you're finally like a, a non-profit guy that we get to talk to so what tools are you really digging and are there any tools that you're seeing coming out that you say an analyst has to have this ida pro fire shark you name it what 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 is it that you're finding useful right now
2: uh so the you- amazing the amazing thing about uh, the league is that we don't hire um some analysts and some researchers the researchers that do um, investigation for us and only for us. As in Kulursk, I'm using a lot of tools um, to investigate some malicious Iranian activity in the cyber domain, mainly in Israel. So I know what are the tools that I need for investigation. And but what are, within... The, what's, what's your but, tools? Come on, geek-wise, geek-wise, what are your tools?
1: Like, y- you can even pay for them. But I mean, if let's say Jeremy and I want to get geeked up and we want to investigate crap that's in our own backyard. What are the tools that you really like, you personally like?
2: Wow, there are a lot of tools um, and it really um, need to be relevant uh, to this current, uh, to this relevant attacker. For example, I can see a lot of um, attacks via VirusTotal, but there is no replace um, to talk with a client and to receive data from a client. Our last uh, report, for example, was 100% 100% something that we found in clients that called us. Um, other reports you can find in VT or some other repositories of uh, virus cells. There are a lot, actually. There are one of uh, uh, that invented in Israel and there's Malbacon, all of this stuff. You can find a lot, a lot of tools and a lot of ways to investigate. There are the reverse engineering that use IDA Pro and there are other people that, uh, for example, use uh, some uh, disassembler like uh, ILSpy. So it depends by the attack. And in the league, we saw so many types of attack, different type of attacks, we see actually all of them. And this is for the first time, you can see all different types of attacks and all different type of investigators um, and researchers using different methods to gain the same uh, goal. And we, in the league, we don't develop tools uh, for investigating, we, develop tools um, to enable the people within the league to share information, to open, for example, a ticket uh, for takedown request, or to escalate it to the enforcement to give all the tools that we can um, to integrate the data from our system uh, to the, for example, the medical uh, organization, the this hospital in, the, uh, in New York. So we don't create tools for investigating and we use, um, every every one of the volunteers in the group uh, use his own tool. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them use it uh, um, in the name of companies. Some of them use it on their private time. Most of the people do it uh, for for their private time. And this is yeah. something. I was
1: wondering if you saw a tool that you thought like I think we all know Wireshark and Ida Pro. Um, man, it goes off the it
2: goes down. There are quickly. so many. Yeah, but... and we actually have really good contact with some of these uh, these tools, and uh, this is really nice. That I got a lot of uh, people that uh, uh, offered me their services and say, "Hi, I have this service. This is repository that I use. Or this is tool that I use, and I offer a free subscription uh, for uh, for the people in the league." This is really nice and heartwarming to see a lot of people just want to give uh, to the world. And to do it, as you said, most of the people um, before the coronavirus do things for money. And this is, this makes sense on uh, a normal day. But now we see a lot of people are willing to share their abilities and their skill and their tools that they pay for um, with the community. And I hope after the corona crisis uh, will end, we will see the same uh, approach of giving and volunteering uh, in our InfoSec community. The InfoSec community show our power and I really hope that it will show uh, again.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting issue. I mean, I think one of the things like in the old days of DEF CON, in you know, the dark tangent, uh, Jeff Moss would say, mm-hmm. you could see the end of people doing a speech over how to do an exploit because quite honestly, they can make money that way. And, mm-hmm. And at first I thought, no, that's not going to happen. But he's right. It did happen, right? All these people decided. So many times. Yeah, it's much easier for me just to.
2: And not only a profit, a profit uh, mostly are connected with money. Um, Profit can be uh, stealing data with some espionage operations, Mm -hmm. using wipers uh, to delete companies and destroy companies. It can be. A lot of um, different ways of threats, yeah. and we yeah. are here to neutralize uh, any, any threats with that we can.
1: Yeah, I just I found it interesting only because it looks like you're an outlet, finally, for a bunch of people that want to do something, right? Let
2: mm-hmm.
1: I me mean, tell you the truth. It would be boring as hell if every person got up and did their own speech at a B-side. <laughs> but, uh, but it seems an issue in our industry that there's no outlet for people to do good things, right? There used to be. Now, the next thing I want to do is kind of think is that now you're there right now. You're you're looking at all this stuff, and you brought up types of attacks, and you said, "Wow, I never saw so many types of attacks coming in." What is, what's the number one vectors?
2: In you know, what at once? I didn't saw one. so many types, so many types of attack at once. I opened my uh, email inbox uh, every day. Open channels. and just read all the threads uh, that were open. While I'm sleeping in Israel and all the people um, from what the it, US, what is, the thing? is it? Are you seeing a lot of spear fishing, DDOSing, um, everything? Think, just everything, everything, everything. You get a job. Attack, attachment, disinformation. Actually, that most of the people don't really connect disinformation with cyber attacks. So we see that also Phishing, how spear fishing with so many. Like, how do we, the
1: people make money off this information?
2: Wow, there are a lot of ways to to gain money from this information. But this is on not only money, just to create chaos in specific places. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, darknet uh, people that are uh, really look into the darknet and find amazing and uh, astonishing part stuff in the darknet. People that really leverage the corona crisis to actually see some kind of trend right now. Um, that people uh, at the beginning people uh, share. Uh, documents with data, for example, uh, about the with information about the pandemic. Now we see an increasing of uh, people that are uh, publishing vaccine or some tests um, online. Mm-hmm. And this is something that really increased um, in the last few days that people, after a lot of uh, countries uh, uh, took power of, over the corona and now they are in good situation, a lot of people try to sell some fake things with this information about some, for example, um, tests that you can do at home, people can do it. And at the most cases, they won't find that they are sick and go outside and uh, infect others. This is something that can cost a lot of life.
1: Yeah, so that's one of the questions I had early on, and I didn't ask you Is uh, it, is when you look at the vector of attack, and you say to yourself, mm-hmm. self-centered, I'm going to make money ransomware, organized crime, nation state to you and me, it chaos seems like a nation state attack, right? Do you see that that way? Do you see disinformation as being nation state or you see it? There's other mechanisms.
2: Like both. That? Both. both. Unfortunately, we saw everything that uh, now is happening, happening in the two levels. You have the criminals and you have the uh, nation state, um, the national sponsored uh, attacks and we see them both. Um, I saw uh, in Reuters uh, some uh, article last week about some um, government uh, attack against some uh, medical facilities within the U.S. So this is something really horrible that the country used this uh, current pandemic to leverage profit. And we can divide it into two, um, two headlines as well. The first one is behavior of some uh, APT, some TTP um, of a uh, advanced persistent threat group that uh, they did in normal days but now it increased or we would notice it uh, more than ever and there is some attacks that we never saw before for example attacks that leverage only the pandemic itself uh, with some tools with some uh, knowledge about the pandemic and this is the two things that we are working on it uh, within the league, we need to neutralize all of that. It doesn't matter if ju- they just use it, um, use the coronavirus as their subject um, of impersonation, or they use it in order to attack um, medical uh, organizations um, and to hurt the world effort against the coronavirus.
1: Really deep. So, so to go beyond what you're saying is, is that like if a nation state is doing disinformation. And not to go down some political route, but I mean, between nation disinformation and the prevention of services—not just the prevention of network service, but the prevention of mobile health care, the prevention of dialysis. Yes, of right. right? Do you think you are
2: helping them too?
1: Yeah, you see that as a value to nation states to, to hamper? Is it what, what? What is the value? I mean, you're on both sides. Listen, you're not a just a computer geek. You're, you're an intelligence person. Right. So yes, you understand people. that that how society interacts with computers can drastically affect the way in which governments operate.
2: The, so, the problem uh, with all the people that uh, basically do these awful, horrifying things is that I didn't talk to them and I don't know why they're doing it. And if uh, they do what they do, this is only can be my assessments of how. I feel and I find it based on my sample that I saw. So um, in most cases, for example, we can take the uh, attack against um, the uh, DNC in 2016 that attributed to APT28. We can take this attack. And a lot of people said, okay, they wanted to help Donald Trump or they wanted to help the Republican uh, Party. There is another option that they just wanted to create chaos within the U.S., so they want to um, shake the rhapsody. So we don't know and can't know what was the original purpose unless it's just destroying. And then we know the purpose: the purpose is destroying or the purpose is espionage. But we don't know what stands behind uh, this purpose. And I think it's most secure um, not to to be very. I can share my assessments. Um, But my assessments, again, based on my sample that I saw and my experience, this is not the most accurate um, thing and we need to do some really academic research um, to understand it. So
1: before Jeremy, I know Jeremy, you want to say something, but I I just want to finish up Oad, because to move away from all the stuff, the depth that you've just went into and you were to say, hey, someone, some reporters got to listen to what we're saying, which is probably zero. But what is the message around disinformation? Because I think that you're right. People don't understand disinformation, right? What is the message for different disinformation? Is it the, the, the generation of chaos could be not a, for the benefit of the Republican Party, but it could be for the downfall of people's trust
2: in its new... Yes, downfall? of course, of course. And what we need to understand about this information, this information actually is a really big part in my life. I'm doing it uh, for Clear Sky. I'm on the prism of the ironic uh, efforts too. And from what I saw um, in my experience, people use this information for so many um, so many attacks. They can just manipulate people. They can uh, use it. Um, even social engineering attack in spear phishing, has something with this information. This is a fake information about something. So I don't want to call people not to believe in anything. This is really important that people still believe in in the reporters, in the media, in the news. But what I'm offer is to learn about methods of fake news. This is way more better um, than not to believe in anything or to explore yourself. You can explore anything that you hear in the media, but then... In your uh, uh, expedition that you see, you can find um, some people that actually leverage um, people uh, uh, ideas and say, okay, people are going to uh, research about something, so we're going to manipulate it. If people will check how uh, some dis- disinformation operations look like, it might reduce uh, the effect of uh, disinformation that, that disinformation has on people. Um, so i'm offering i am offering all the people watch uh, reports about this information see all the methods for example there is an amazing uh, uh, scheme of uh, people that uh, use uh, for example false connection this is one of the methods there are a lot of things um learn it learn how people use this information as their uh, key and then just uh, believe in the media and, and being like criticized on it
1: so do you see a solution for disinformation? I mean, I, you mean, I, I think you're, you're hitting a, a topic I wasn't expecting to have a conversation on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you brought it up as like, listen, you go to LinkedIn and people say, Hey, I want to be your friend and, and they got 20 of your other contacts on the list. Mm-hmm. You don't know them. I, I normally don't like to accept. I can't tell you how many LinkedIn Mito. things I don't accept. Um, so the point is, is is how do you resolve? Is there a solution to disinformation? Like if, and I'm not trying to be a perfectionist. I'm not trying to say there's a product out there. I'm trying to say, is there a philosophy to deal with disinformation? How do you deal with disinformation? I guess so.
2: The, I, I'm not. I'm not a good uh, model for it because I'm really a suspicious person because of my job and because all the things I see. Um, I, I'm, so I paranoid, basic, It's okay to be paranoid, but I'm, no, 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 paranoid, not, <laughs> not paranoid, but a suspicious person because I, I, I really, I really like to check it before. But this is, I, I don't think we can neutralize all of that. And we can neutralize wars, we can neutralize some terror attacks, and we can neutralize um, all these cyber attacks uh, worldwide. We mm-hmm. need people um, to be a, a little bit. Uh, um, let's say, uh, aware of the uh, uh, threats. For example, if a company knows that there are various uh, threats that they can be attacked in the cyber domain, for example, they know about the phishing, spear phishing, ransomware, hardware, um, all these type of things, so they can prepare those themselves for the attack. If people learn how people use, uh, how um, actors use uh, this information, As a tool, for example, if they will read uh, reports about this information, it can be state-sponsored, it can be just uh, someone spread rumors online, um, and learn all the tactics and methods, they can identify it better. So there is a conspiracy about the number uh, 23, and there was a movie about it. And there was- a body. yeah. Yes, yes. after people notice that the number 33 has some, um, ming, uh, has some meaning, people notice the number 33 more. So we can uh, suggest people read this information reports, and then you will be able to understand or to look in suspicious eyes um, about something, that information that come to you.
0: So um, let me, as we get close to winding down now. Yeah,
2: yeah, but, I'm almost finishing my second beer. And Jeremy's
1: let me, still nursing that. Me, let me change the
0: direction back just a little bit. So, Ahad, uh-huh, as you have now been with CTI League for a month, and you clearly mm-hmm. have a focus on the healthcare industry, which today continues to be a leading industry under attack, right, from mm-hmm. the, the bad That's actors right. out there. Do you see in the future where you might pick up a secondary industry, maybe like uh, utilities, which tend to present a very large threat for nations around the world if they are, in fact, uh, hacked? So
2: I have to be honest. When we invented this community, me and my friends, we uh, wanted to do some good, um, some joint effort regarding the current pandemic. But now when we see all the power, all the good that we can do together as the InfoSec community, um, we we started to think about what we can do further. For now, um, we only focus to protect our main goal. And our first first and last goal is to protect the medical sector. If we will try to uh, uh, blink and start looking on some other things, um, we're going to miss uh, some attacks. Now, let's focus on the current pandemic. After we will finish it and we will know that there are no threats um, or the uh, amount of threats again, the medical sector reduced um, with a, a lot of numbers are really reduced. So we can uh, start thinking about what is the next step. Yeah,
1: I, I think that's healthy. I think it's a good way of looking at it. Otherwise, you're going to be overloaded. So, so a follow-up yeah. question
0: then on the medical sector. Um, are you starting to see a broader impact on the IPv6 healthcare machines or technologies that are meant to help patients, right? Maybe heart monitors or other things of that nature. Every now and then you read about, you know, failures here or there and breaches of of these devices. Is that becoming more pervasive from your perspective? Um, No, I don't think so. I think that we need
2: our goal as a community is to uh, supply services to all the medical sector, no matter what. So, if we will be able to help them with this, also, um, I would be very happy for it. Uh, basically, what we want to do is to protect the medical sector, and we are here um, more than uh, 103, one hundred and three, one thousand three hundred people that says, "Hey, we have time, we have our abilities. How can we help you?" Um, I got so many right. messages via Twitter that says, I'm feeling useless. I have so much to give back to the community. What can I do? And the, the, the message that is one of the participants sent me and said, I'm feeling useless. I have so much to give right now. This is, That gave me so much power. It said, okay, we have to we have to run, 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 run very, very fast. Um, and this is a marathon run um, to protect the medical sector, no matter what.
3: Awesome. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a, a testament to the human spirit, right? That, uh,
2: so that we experience. as
3: a people, that we as a people want to protect each other. We want to do good. We want yeah. to stop bad things from happening. Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen, our world's full of nonsense and chaos, right? And this is up op- This is, this is the, this is our way of giving back. For those of us who aren't medical professionals and we're just nerds, this is our way of giving back. And that's it's a critical thing for this time. So I believe in you too. So, uh, Ohad, thank you so much for for joining us today thank on our um, Beers and Bites. Uh, it's been, it's been a, a, a true pleasure getting to know you a little bit and hearing about your expertise and the mission of the CTI League. Um, is there anything that you want to say in parting? Yes. If anyone wants
2: to join us, they can uh, enter our website, cti.league.com. And there is a form right there in the main page. Um, please fill the form. If you are a medical organization from all around the world, no matter the country, um, you can find the emails uh, to connect us. And if you are, can give us any help, um, you have the, the emails right there um, to contact me. And we are, Really need the help. Um, we have a lot of help, but we really need good people um, to do some good for the world.
0: Uh, and, and amazing! I, I, can, I can tell you, you know, both professionally and personally. Uh, thank you, uh, and you know, from an uh, infosec community as well. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank, thank you, you, you for how you're helping the world community. I think this truly can be something good that comes from this pandemic. And you know, as we talk about the world changing. Uh, leadership such as yours here is, is fantastic. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for this one. All
3: right, guys. Well, thank you. Nice. I think that's uh, our... <laughs> that? Well, you know, there's some wrap-up stuff that we'll do, and I'm sure <laughs> the editors will fix it, but it was wow. amazing. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you, you getting much. on the call so late at night over there. Yeah,
2: do you yeah do you... no, it's not late at, n- late at night. It's
3: only uh, 8 p.m. That's Montreal, okay. We got you during
2: oh. festival. So festival is what? It's Passover over there. Yeah, it's Passover. It's yeah. Passover.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I was Easter. It was Easter uh, yesterday, it's, right? It's, it's funny. It's um. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, I don't know if you know a guy named Amit Yuran, but Amit's a friend of mine, and, uh, and we were talking one time that my grandmother on my mom's side is Jewish, and so therefore I'm officially Jewish. So <laughs> yes,
2: you are officially uh, Jewish. Yeah, it back, doesn't matter. But you're officially Jewish. Officially Jewish. You know, only by Jewish. <laughs> I'm not by anything else.
1: So, so I gotta, I gotta learn everything now. I gotta learn. Besides, my love of bacon has to end. Uh, there has to be, there's other stuff to do. So I, I, I find it fascinating. I, mean, I I really do. I just think that the, the Jewish, like Israel by itself has done an, an amazing job where it is. You know, that's, so that's another conversation, not never to be on this. Yeah, this is another conversation. But uh, uh, I wish you the best over there. I mean, I it's it's crazy what's going on in the universe. And uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Easter is good. Easter Easter is good. Passover is I don't know. I I need to learn more about Passover. I understand what it is, but there's Passover more.
2: basically is a is a um, is a holiday that you having the main uh, main event uh, at, at the first night, and then you are not allowed to eat uh, some bread. Or drinking beer or doing anything yeah, that's you know, relevant to bread. Yeah, it's so
3: I get in
1: trouble with all my Jewish friends <laughs> because I like, like, and around here they come up with these coconut something and others, which are okay.
2: Yes, 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 yes. This is amazing.
1: My, my Jewish friends get mad at me because, like, Chris, don't buy it. Because we run out of it in the store because people like you buy it.
3: <laughs> <I sort laughs> yes, this is amazing. It. When they, they have a the
1: the pizza, pizza, pizza. And like an aisle at the end of the aisle, you you know what I'm
2: talking about, Jeremy? They, they, the entire Jewish yeah. it's this like this amazing cookies, but this there's amazing people in Israel really wait for a pest only for these cookies. Yes, for these cookies cookies.
0: It's the best
1: stuff. You know, I'm into it. I'm I'm part of that people and it's like they get upset. It's like Chris, there's a limited number. And when you buy it, you're taking it away from a, a Jewish person that needs it. I'm like, that's not fair. That's really not a fair way of looking
2: at <laughs> it. Yes, and, and we don't really have something to eat these days. Um, we only have, uh, we can't eat bread, so it's kind of, we have matzah. I don't know if the you matzah, have a, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, the, this, the matzah. Yeah. We have the, the fried the matzah, matzah. So they like pancakes around here. I don't know what you oh, guys do nice. there. You guys crunch up the matzah, you mix it with egg, and then you fry it and you put maple
0: syrup on it. Matza
2: Bright. Right. We call it
0: matzah Bright. Yeah. So, uh, quick question, you Jeremy.
2: I, I actually know this ship, so it's
0: crazy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, Jeremy, do you have the GitHub address that we can go look at the CTI data? I'm sending it to right you. Yeah. Now. There you
2: go. All I'm right. sending it right now uh, the GitHub. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, okay. Well, it is?
1: Thank, well, you thank you much. Well, for thanks again. You. We
3: really appreciate thank you. you uh, Thank you for coming much. on. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Bye bye. It was. I think All Right. It bring me a, a lot of flashbacks. I mean, it really does. Like, early days of DEF CON was like this, where people actually did something. You know
2: that um, the uh, Mark is working uh, for DEF CON too. Which was DEF CON? Mark Rogers. Oh, Mark Rogers. Okay. Yeah. He's working for DEF CON too. Def- <laughs> I am. Yeah. So, DEF yeah. CON is like.
1: Um, well, we'll go into it. I, I've been doing that DEF CON for seven, since DEF CON seven. So I'm an old hat on that one. All right. Oh, mm-hmm. and right. mm-hmm. hopefully I see you again. Hopefully, hopefully. If you're in the States. Give us a call, Jeremy, and I will take you out.
2: All right. After the pandemic, I'll probably go to the States uh, just all for right. meeting my uh, team. So I really want to, to get to know them
3: uh, in person. So I'll uh, give you a call. You know, and, and maybe we have, a, uh, we have another call in a month or two. And mm-hmm. yeah, we look at the statistics that we've collected in the league over the past you know quarter, you know, yeah, three months worth nice. of data. and I think it would be a good uh, good follow-up conversation for us. That'd be so.
2: that, that, that sounds that sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. Fantastic.:
3: Great.: right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.: All right, guys.